Bikini Podcast. I'm Grant Bruner, and with me today is Thomas McKinty. How are you, Thomas? I'm doing great. How are you, Grant? I'm very well. Well, today I want to talk about, uh, you know, how Genie is really, really focused on collaboration. But when people think about collaboration, people think usually think about people helping you with your genealogy. That's, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a huge reason why people want to collaborate. But there's a little thing called altruism, and people, you know, actually, you actually helping other people do their genealogy. Uh, it's it's a pretty big aspect of collaboration. You know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, that kind of deal. So let's start off. Why should I help others with their genealogy? Why, I mean, like, let's just, let's just start out with like the very basic question about collaboration and doing it both ways. Yeah, for for me, Grant, it's more of a question of why not help others with genealogy. Uh, most of us have have had some sort of mentor or a person who welcomed us into the world of genealogy. It may have been a relative, maybe a librarian, a staff member at a family history center. That was usually always our first encounter very often may have been with someone in person. Uh, I can't say why it seems that, you know, all, you know, when you're involved with genealogy and family history, all these people are very welcoming. Uh, it might be, this might be the reason why we all remember how it was to start out when we first started in genealogy. So do you remember trying to thread a microfilm on a reader if you're, you know, of a certain age like I am when, when not everything was on the Internet? Uh, do you remember learning how to do a proper search on Ancestry or Family Search? Uh, do you remember getting an invite to join Genie.com and learning how to enter information on the family tree? So if you do remember all of that, then I think it, it's that's why you want to be so helpful because you remember those people that helped you when you got started. My thinking is this. If I can help someone and make it easier for them and not have them repeat some of my own mistakes, then for me, I've returned the favor that was once given to me. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, where I, I can think about it, when I first started doing genealogy, it was really, really hard. I mean, like, I, I, my mom had done some little stuff here and there, but never on any sort of scale of figuring out you know, how I'm related to all these different people, um, it's very overwhelming. And, and people can, you know, easily get overwhelmed but not want to do it anymore. And, and it would be a shame if people who actually have an interest in doing genealogy, they get turned off by it, by how much work it is. If you can actually go and help them, it, it really makes a big difference to early genealogists. Okay, now we, we figured out why we want to help people because, you know, it, it makes you feel good that you're able to help people, you know, do their genealogy and get started and, and actually become good at doing genealogy. What can you actually go and do to help people start their genealogy? There are actually, it's really not that difficult. You just have to know where to look. And I'm talking mostly, uh, some of them are virtual opportunities online. Some of them are in person. Here are some ideas. If you've ever heard of random acts of genealogical kindness, they are at www.raogk.org random acts of genealogical kindness. It's a website where they take requests from people who need some records looked up. They might need photographs taken at a cemetery. Uh, they may need other, they have questions. They might need a mentor for source citations, etc. So those requests go up there. You look at the request board and you decide, oh, this is one that I can handle. And you're matched up with that person on that request. I've used that several times both ways, where I provide help, and I also have gotten help, and it's a great resource. Uh, another way is create a blog. 
believe it or not, if you have an abundance of knowledge, especially about a specific area of genealogy, consider starting a blog to share your knowledge. doesn't mean that you have to give it all away for free. Uh, you can actually do your blog posts where you give little snippets of information away, and uh, it will lead people probably to buy your books, go see you at your speaking engagements and presentations, and this way you become not just an expert on a subject but also an authority. Yeah. Another way is to be active on message boards and forums. Uh, many sites, like Genie, they have forums and message boards where very often newcomers will ask questions. Uh, it's nice to lend a hand, but one thing I want to say is don't be a show-off. Uh, I will very often give some advice and then tell the person that they can contact me if they want more information. I leave the ball in their court. And then finally, there are so many volunteer opportunities in person at venues, uh, genealogical societies, libraries, family history center, uh, but also there are volunteer opportunities, uh, a lot of blogs, uh, they want authors, guest posts. There are chats. Genealogy Wise has a chat where they're looking for people to run the chats. Also, something like Second Life. If you know Second Life, uh, it's sort of a virtual reality program. There is a group of genealogists on Second Life, and they're always looking for people to help out. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a really good point. It's that, that there's, a, there's a lot of different ways that you can go about doing that. And I would like to note that people often are looking for help in a specific area. So, like, let's say that you're that you know a lot about civil war, and you know, like the, the generals that fought in the civil war. If you have a lot of information like that, there will be projects on Genie.com about civil war notables. That's that's a really that's one of my favorite projects of all time. It's really great if you know specific things. You know, sometimes you can let people know. People will ask questions like, "Oh, well, you know, I want to know more about this general." If you have more information and you have sources. You can post them right there, and people, everybody who's looking at that information can see it. It actually becomes like a great resource for everybody who's interested in it, not just a one-to-one. So when you help somebody, you're actually helping a lot more than just that one person. That's really, really great. Um, so, yeah, now there, there, there's, the, there's the, the saying, you know, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man a fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. How can you, you know, if you do help, how can you teach the person to fish instead of actually just giving it to them and, and so they don't actually learn anything? Well, I think it's important when you're helping new genealogists that they you help them become self-sufficient, but also you want to make sure that they keep engaged and constantly on the hunt. Uh, for many of us, genealogy is not just a hobby, not just a profession, it's an obsession. Uh, to the point where we talk to families and friends, they roll their eyes, maybe they walk away once you go into your whole genealogy speech. Uh, that's what I love to see for a new genealogist to, to catch that fever to become obsessed. And these are some ways that really you can help those newcomers uh, go on that path to learning and becoming obsessed about genealogy. First thing is join a site such as genie.com that has a built-in community uh, that has educational resources, how-to resources, and the ability to collaborate and share with others. I really can't say enough about how important it is that these sites like Genie exist. Uh, I find that when I'm learning, it helps me to know that I am not alone. Uh, that's just how I operate. Uh, and I think it's the same for a lot of genealogists and family historians. I like to be able to ask questions. I like to bounce ideas off of other people who have a similar interest. Very often, if something doesn't make sense to me, 
maybe it's the way the educational material is written or presented. It helps me to ask others, and I'll say, hey, does this make sense to you or is it just me? So that whole idea of a collaborative community is very important, and there are various ways that you can find that. Genie is, is an example of that. Uh, webinars, another venue. Webinars are the hot new way to learn in the genealogy community. Many of them are free. Even Genie has gotten in on the act with recent webinars. And uh, so one way to find out about webinars is go to geniawebinars.com. That's genia, G-E-N-E-A, webinars.com. They have info on upcoming webinars, how you can sign up, uh, who the speakers are, etc. cetera. Uh, keep in mind that many of these webinars are also recorded. So you can usually view them on demand, maybe for free for a limited period, or by purchasing the CD or the DVD. Another resource that uh, I have recently really fallen in love with is the FamilySearch Research Wiki. Uh, they are at wiki.familysearch.org, and they have learning resources on this wiki. Almost every possible topic is included with great resource pages for specific ethnic groups, geographical locations, etc. So the nice thing is with the research wiki is what if you feel that a wiki page is missing important information? That's where you come in. The Family Search Research Wiki, like most wikis, is collaborative, meaning that you can become a contributor and donate your knowledge on a subject. Uh, another option, uh, finally, is do you read genealogy blogs? There are, everyone knows I'm a big proponent, and that's how I got my start really in the genealogy field in terms of social media, but there are thousands of genealogy and family history-related blogs with thousands of new posts every day. Most of the articles are not just self-indulgent, look what I did, types of posts. Most of them will take a topic, such as military pensions, and walk you through how to order records, how to use the data, these are bloggers that are willing to give free advice and information on a daily basis to the genealogy community. Uh, if you wanted to, you can follow over 1,900 genealogy blogs at geniabloggers.com. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a really that's a really great way of, of going about finding new and um, ways of, of actually becoming a reliant um, genealogist yourself. So, you know, how do you go about teaching others how to do that? I mean, like, you can you learn you know, through all your process of going and reading all these things, talking to people, going to forums, you know, you're in a genie discussion, or, you know, you're actually talking to somebody at a conference or, at your, or in your local genealogical society. But how do, you, how do you get better at teaching people how to be a responsible genealogist? Well, first off, Fran, I love the term responsible genealogy, but... I really would hate to know what irresponsible genealogy is in a way I don't want to know. Uh, this is what it is for me. Responsible genealogy focuses on elements of sound research, uh, the practices involved, proper source citations, using the genealogy proof standard, collaborating with others, and also understanding copyright and what I can and cannot use that other people have created. So here are some tips. First off, try to act like a mentor and welcome newcomers. Don't draw a line in the sand or try to impress them with your vast knowledge or use statements like a real genealogist would do this. It really only serves to alienate people. And listen, if I had encountered that when I first started, I don't think I would come back. 
The next thing is set newcomers on the right path, but do so in an unbiased manner. This is really important to me. Also, if you do have a bias towards certain companies, certain resources, you should be upfront and transparent about it. Here's an example. If you're an affiliate for Ancestry, you have Ancestry ads on your website, you make a certain percentage for every membership you sell, you should let newcomers know this if you're helping them, especially if you're steering them towards Ancestry resources, as an example. The next thing is help newcomers understand the importance of citing sources and not just the how, but the why. Very important. Don't take a thou, don't take a thou shalt approach. Remember there's more than one citation standard available. The goal, and this is the how, should be that my source citations should allow me to go and find that same record later on, whatever method works for me. Get them involved with national uh, organizations. Uh, NGS, the National Genealogical Society, or FGS, the Federation of Genealogical Societies. Explain to a newcomer why they should join a genealogy society, either local or online, and how getting involved in the genealogy community can really help their own uh, genealogy. Uh, finally, two more. Uh, discuss the co- actually three more I think I have here. Discuss the copyright laws, fair use, and really tell them that not everything that they find on the Internet is free for the taking. Uh, images, it just because it's posted on someone's blog doesn't mean you're entitled to use it. Uh, you should always ask for permission. Uh, another item is give examples of how you've worked with other researchers requesting GEDCOM files, family trees, and let the newcomer know why it's important to share such information, but also give credit back to the original researcher. And finally, this is uh, not to sound too preachy, but you've got to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. Uh, periodically myself, I have to do a self-check and make sure that what I'm actually preaching about is what I'm practicing in terms of my own genealogy and being responsible. Uh, it doesn't hurt to take that time out every so often. Make sure that what you're doing is in line with what you're telling others to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. It, it's very easy to slip into not citing your sources properly or, you know what, oh, I'll put this in because I know what it means and I'll come back later and source it properly. It's very easy. And, and don't get me wrong, I've done it. Um, I'm sure most everybody who's done genealogy for a long period of time has just said, oh, I'll come back later and fill this in. And they just don't ever get around to it. It's very, very easy to do. So making sure that you're responsible and you're teaching other people to be responsible. And it's not it's not like there's a genealogy police that are going to come and kick down your door. But it's just it's just a courtesy. You know, you're not the only one that's ever going to see this. Most likely you're going to, you have family that's interested. You know, if you have kids or you have nephews and nieces and cousins who want to read this, um, they should actually know where the information came from. Yeah, I really think I, I think that those are some great points. And I, you know what? Coming from from the genie perspective, these are all great great things that are built into Genie. They're, they're just baked right in. You know, having the ability to say, like, well, this person cited this. And you're like, hey, it's not just, it's not just here's the source. Here's who added the source. Um, it's really a great way of seeing who's done the work so the right people get the attribution. It's really quite important. So, Thomas, where can we, yeah, so where, where can people find uh, more information about you on the internet? Well, I've uh, always had some project going. I've got two, uh, two ones, two projects that are 
on the front burner for me. Uh, starting today, I just started something called the Great Illinois Genealogy Scavenger Hunt. Um, my local society, the Illinois State Genealogical Society, we partnered with FamilySearch, and we're basically gathering genealogy sources related to Illinois for the FamilySearch Research Wiki, which I just talked about earlier. Anyone can participate. Uh, you should go to uh, ilgensoc.org, I-L-G-E-N-S-O-C.org, click on Genealogy Scavenger Hunt. Uh, not only can you help the community, but you could also win prizes. We're also giving away for a first prize, uh, Roots Tech 2012 registration, uh, as well as a free ISGS membership. Family Search has given a lot of neat things like t-shirts and mouse pads, etc. So, uh, you should visit, uh, the Illinois State Genealogical Society for more information on that. And then, of course, I've got my weekly radio show, Genia Bloggers Radio, Friday night, every Friday at 9 o'clock central. It's on Blog Talk Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash genia bloggers. Uh, this week, I'm not sure what our topic is, but we always have a great time. We've got a chat room. We've got a lot of people listening, and uh, it's another way to expand your genealogy experience. Yeah, and I, I completely, I completely recommend people going and checking that out. I mean, if you if you can if you can't make the date, you know, you can always listen to the recorded shows, and that's fun. But I really do recommend going in and actually experiencing live chat. You know, like you know, not just Thomas is talking to his guests and they're talking live, but you get to see all the chat that's going on, the people that are responding and, and talking about different things. It's a really good experience. And if you're if you want to, you know, take the next step and get really into genealogy, um, I would say that that the Virginia bloggers on Blog Talk Radio is really really a great place to start. So thank you very much for your time, Thomas. So for the Genie Podcast, I'm Grant Bruner. Thanks for listening, and have a good one.